even though I know intellectually that you can be competent and have some flaws, because my brain is blowing up the magnitude of my flaws, I still feel incompetent. The 70 to 90% of things that you're really good at, they are slipping through your mind like sand slipping through a graded filter. I just want you to imagine trying to catch sand with a net. That's what your mind is doing with the 70 to 90% of things that you are good at. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jess, I'm the host and creator of this show. I'm also a career coach for women. I support my clients in building confidence, in finding their voice at work, and getting on a career path where they are rising up and becoming leaders. I'm so passionate about this work, and I love talking about all things communication skills, confidence, mindset. And today's episode is on such a juicy mindset topic. I am so excited because we are going to go down a wormhole together. I love mindset work because it literally can take you into these corners and crevices of your brain that you didn't even know existed. And once you see them, you understand yourself so much better. You understand why you're stuck so much better. And as you have that understanding, it really helps you feel and be empowered to catalyze and accelerate your own change. So I am really pumped for today's episode. We're diving deep into the topic of competence and how you feel about your own competence, which is such a tender, challenging, sensitive, hard, sticky subject. And even though it can be hard and you know, one that can feel a little scary to explore and hard to talk about. I get really excited to dig into it because ultimately so much of the pain and suffering that you experience around your own sense of competence isn't based on the truth. And when you can actually see what's true about your own sense of competence, you will feel so much lighter and you will feel differently and you will operate at such an elevated higher level that is much closer to your actual potential. My firm belief on competence is that the problem is rarely rarely that you lack competence. Whenever someone comes to me presenting with a problem on competence and saying to me, I don't feel competent, I feel inadequate, almost always, 95% of the time, the problem isn't their actual competence. The problem is their perception of their competence. They're perceiving their capabilities and their value and what they're able to do really inaccurately. And so, I hope that as you listen to this, you feel some relief that you can begin to unwind some of that and let go of some of that and begin to see yourself through 
a more accurate objective lens. And when you see yourself through a more accurate objective lens, you see a version of you that you're more proud of. And you see a version of you that makes you feel a lot better than maybe the negative distorted version of you that you sometimes see in your day to day when you are downing yourself and really wrapped up in this feeling that maybe you're not so good at your job. If you're new here, make sure to check out the free resources on my website, which will take you deeper into my work. I have a bunch of different things that I've created for the women in this community. I have an ebook on assertiveness because I know assertiveness can be so hard when you're struggling with confidence. I also have a three-part video course. It's free. It's called Speak Like a CEO, where I teach you some of the foundational skills of executive communication so you can make a super, super powerful impression in the meetings that you're in. And you'll find a couple other goodies on that page. It is justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources, and I will link it below. And now we're going to dive into this topic of why it's so hard to feel competent. Oh my gosh, I, I struggled with this so much. I can't even go into my own story because it'll it would literally take the whole episode. I could spend a really long time talking about this, but I just want you to know that when I talk about topics like this, I'm not talking down to you, right? And I'm not talking to you as someone who had it all together and was really perfect. I'm talking to you as someone who struggled so badly and so intensely with my own mindset issues and my own perception of my competence and my own trust in my capabilities. I struggled so deeply with those things. That was why I started this podcast, because my struggle was so intense that I had this feeling inside, like, I can't believe that no one is talking about this. How is no one talking about this? This needs to be talked about. And so that was the urgency. Like that was what gave me the urgency to start this show when I was terrified to start a podcast. And, you know, I was busy with my full-time job in corporate. I didn't have tons of extra time on my hands, but I just felt like what I dealt with in terms of doubting my own competence, struggling with my voice, imposter syndrome was so debilitating and so intense. It shocked me. It literally shocked me that there wasn't more of an open conversation out there on these topics. And in fact, whenever I would try to find conversations about stuff like this, I would just find lots of you know women giving career advice who looked so perfect and flawless and shiny on the outside. And that made me feel even worse in my struggle. And so I share this for you to know that when I speak about being in the thick of this struggle and being in the part of it that feels really hard and sticky and not good, I have been there, I know what that's like, and also the good news is you don't have to be in that place forever. That is the magic of the work that I do. It's the magic of this podcast. It's the magic of my coaching work and um, what I do with my clients is that we can be in something that feels so hard and so stuck and so debilitating and it can really feel like there's absolutely no way for it to change and our perception that it can't change and that we're stuck can be 100% wrong, 100% false. And when you're willing to lean into trusting that, and you're willing to suspend your skepticism and believe that maybe it is possible to move towards these mental struggles, that is when your brain will support you most in actually moving through them. 
So it's so important is to listen to this with a lens of one, knowing you're not alone, and two, knowing that once you build awareness of why you might struggle with deep feelings of incompetence, you also have the power to move through them. You don't need to be stuck in these ways of thinking that I'm going to be explaining to you. You you don't need to be stuck in them forever. Okay, we're going to dive in and I'm going to talk about what I even mean when I say sense of competence because it's really important to clarify that. And then I'm going to walk you through a few different mindset pitfalls that can perpetuate a sense of incompetence and make it really hard for you to shed and shake the sense that you're just like not so good at your job. So Let's start with what what our sense of competence even is, because I think defining it is really going to help you digest what I'm sharing in this episode. So I think of sense of competence as the concept that you hold in your mind about how good you are at your job. And I think what's so important is that your sense of competence is not like this clear thing that is very easy to describe and point to, right? So there are things about you that you could easily describe and point to. You know your name, you know your address, you know your job title, you even know what you do in your job. There are these concepts that you have in your mind of how you understand yourself in the world, and they're clear. And if someone said, could you explain that to me? Or could you tell me your name? Or could you tell me what you do in your job? You could go into your brain, you could retrieve that information, you could share it with the other person, and it would feel pretty clear and crisp and for the most part straightforward. Your sense of competence is a lot blurrier, right? It's like this blurry blob that lives in the back of your mind. And it's so important to understand that. Because until we can look at that blob and actually try to figure out what's there, it can be really hard to repair and help you evolve your sense of competence. And when I say blurry blob, what I really mean here is that it's not always this clear thing that's in your conscious awareness that you have this clear perception of, that you could clearly describe, here's what I think about my own competence. However, even though it's back there as this ambiguous blob, it still is there. You still have this belief in the back of your brain about what your competence is, even if you couldn't describe it right off the bat. And it's there and that blob is lingering there and it's impacting how you feel and it's impacting how you act and it's impacting the outcomes that you achieve in your job. It impacts you everywhere from the way that you do your work to how you feel in meetings to how often you speak and use your voice to how you approach your job search. That little blob in the back of your brain that represents how you think of your own competence literally has tentacles across your entire career and it affects everything. And what can be so important and so helpful is to try to take that blob and put language to it and try to figure out what is it that lives in the back of your mind when it comes to this question of how competent am I? It can be really useful to answer that question for yourself 
just to get a starting point for you to see where you are at. Here's one simple hack to kind of help your brain surface what your own beliefs about your competence are, is to say, if I had to rate myself and I had to rate my competence on a scale of one to 10, I had to just rate my competence in my job on that scale, what number would I give it and why? If you take a minute to stop and really figure out what that number is and then do the thinking on why did I choose that number and why didn't I choose a one and why didn't I choose a 10, you'll start to learn what beliefs you are holding in your brain around your own competence. And it can be so helpful to uncover them because one, most of them aren't true, (laughs) which is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And two, they're impacting your career. Your sense of competence is impacting your career. And what I really want you to wrap your head around is that there's a really good chance that you have a distorted, false view of your competence and the actions you take and the choices you make in your career are being impacted and you may be showing up smaller and not with your full self and not fully pursuing what you want and fully giving what you have to offer. Not because you lack competence, but because you have a distorted negative view of your competence. And this is what is so important in the work that I do. It may feel very real to you that you lack the competence and it's just the truth, but when you open your mind to the fact that the way you view yourself might not be correct, it also opens you up to all of the possibilities for how you could act and how confident you could feel and what job paths you can pursue and what promotions you can pursue and how much money you can make. Like when you're really willing to question whether your sense of competence is actually true, then you also can question the choices that you're making and begin to make more empowering choices that drive your career forward in faster ways. So that's the definition of your sense of competence. It's what you think about how good you are at your job. And it might not be something that's super easy for you to articulate right away, But one way to help you figure out, well, what is my sense of competence is to rate it on a scale of one to 10 and then ask yourself, why did I choose that number? And why didn't I choose a lower number? And why didn't I choose a higher number? And that will help you see what's inside your brain. And like I said, your sense of competence is often distorted. We're going to talk about that. But it's so important not to make career decisions and not to make choices that are going to impact your future based on a lie, based on a distorted view of yourself, right? Like it's one thing if you're actually horrible at your job and you're like, okay, I'm never going to speak in meetings. But for 99% of the women who I come into contact with, it's not true. So they're hiding and shrinking away, not because they have this knowing, this true knowing that they're incompetent, but because they think they're incompetent, but they're actually not incompetent. That's why this is so important. So I'm going to walk you through a few ways of thinking. You can think of these as mindset pitfalls, but they explain 
why your sense of incompetence might feel really true and really hard to shake and why you might have a feeling of like, no, Jess, it's like this stuff that you're saying doesn't apply to me. I really am incompetent. I really struggle with this and that. I really am awkward in meetings. I really am shy. I really do get uncomfortable. I'm really not that confident leader. Like all those things in your brain feel so true and so like so robust because they're being held up by a bunch of other faulty beliefs that make them feel true. And I'm gonna illuminate some of the faulty beliefs that make your distorted sense of your own competence feel true so that we can begin to break it down and so that you can begin questioning and hopefully taking apart and dismantling your own pessimistic negative views of yourself. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through something that I learned from one of the coaches that I follow, which has changed my mindset work so much and freed me from so much suffering. So this is a concept that I've learned and it's called a thought error. And it's a little bit different than a limiting belief. So a limiting belief is a belief that you have about like yourself and what you can and can't have out in the world. And it's a belief that's not true. So an example of a limiting belief would be, I can't make multiple six figures in a job without like working crazy hours. That's a limiting belief I used to have in my career. A thought error is a little bit different because it's a little more innocent than a limiting belief. So like a thought error is a thought that you think that feels true and isn't true, but it's sneakier than a limiting belief because like, Limiting beliefs are very obvious on the surface. Like when you have a limiting belief, it's very easy to see the link between the limiting belief and then you kind of like not taking action or showing up small. But thought errors are more subtle. They're just these little errors. Like you can think of them as like bugs in computer code. They're these like little errors in thinking that feel really true but actually aren't true, but they might be contributing to your own false sense of not being competent. So I'm gonna walk you through three thought errors. And I would say the last one is more of a limiting belief. The first two are more just like errors in thinking. And then the last one does resemble more of a limiting belief, but I'm gonna walk you through them and what they are and how they impact your sense of competence and listen to see if you can find yourself in this. Okay, so let's get into them. The first thought error is a version of black and white thinking. And in your head, what this feels like is basically you only really have two categories that exist when it comes to competence. There are people who are competent and there are people who are incompetent and there is nothing in between. That is classic black and white thinking where you have two opposites, two extremes, and no gray area. So what this means is that when you're thinking about yourself and your own competence, you can only put yourself into one of two buckets. You're either perfect and you have the most amazingly flawless skill set and therefore you're competent. And I'm laughing because I've, I've done these ways of thinking, so I deeply relate. So you're either perfect or you're incompetent and you're really bad at your job and there's no other option. Now, because you're probably not perfect and because there are probably things that are hard for you because you're human 
and that's kind of what happens, you relegate yourself to the incompetent category because there is nowhere else to put yourself. Your mind hasn't created space for this more nuanced understanding that competence happens along a spectrum and there are more than two ways to evaluate. Like it's not just this one extreme of either you're amazing or you're horrible at your job. Now, what's so interesting is if you do this and you think in black and white terms and you have this thought error that someone's either competent or incompetent and there's nothing in between, what I often see my clients doing and what you might find yourself doing in your mind is you relegate yourself to the incompetent category, but you very easily place your coworkers and other people around you in the competent category. So not only do you create this black and white world in which there are only two kinds of competence, which is not true, of course, we know that, but also you wrongly assume that the people around you have this perfect skill set that you lack. This is two levels of illogical thinking. One is that there's only ever these two buckets, but two is that the people around you are somehow perfect and they all get to be in the good bucket and you have to be in the bad bucket. This is absurd. It's absurd because you don't know about all those people. Like you might see them in meetings, you might see them doing certain things, but there's a lot about them that you don't know. Your mind is making so many leaps. So for your brain to go from like, okay, what is my competence to then split the world into either competent and incompetent and to put yourself in the incompetent bucket and then to put everyone else in the competent bucket, you are making leap after leap after leap. And this is resulting in you feeling alienated, isolated, and ultimately feeling like crap, right? Because not only are you seeing yourself as in this horrible, incompetent bucket, but very likely you've grouped everyone else or many, many people in the quote unquote good bucket. This is similar, like when you are thinking this way and you're like, okay, people are either competent or incompetent, so I must be incompetent because there's things that are hard for me. It's the same as saying like, okay, in the world, there's healthy food (laughs) and then there's poison. And if I'm not cooking something healthy, it must be poison, right? That's effectively what you're doing when it's like, no, 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 like there's a lot in between there that you are ignoring. And so the first thing that I would want you to notice and build awareness of if you struggle with feeling competent is whether you leave mental room in your mind for all of the in-between and all of the shades of gray and that beautiful spectrum of competence that exists between incompetent and competent. Because the truth is, even the people who you think are so perfect and so polished and so competent and always get it right, and they're for sure a 10 out of 10 on the spectrum, they're not. That's just your assumptions about them. That's just what you know about them. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. And I say this knowing what goes on behind the scenes because I spend a lot of my time behind the scenes working with people out in the professional world on things that they're not sharing with their coworkers, right? Things that their coworkers aren't seeing. So we need to be really careful when we make assumptions about other people. And when we use those assumptions about other people to make ourselves feel worse and to make ourselves feel like there's something wrong with us. So that is the first thought error, thinking that there is just competence, incompetence, and nothing in between. When you think that way, it is always a losing game 
Because while you might have a temporary high and you might get some really good feedback and maybe for a day or two you put yourself in the competent bucket and it feels amazing, you're human and you're going to make a mistake and you're going to fumble in a meeting and you're going to have a typo in your presentation and you're going to say something that doesn't make sense and then boom, the only option you have is like, oh, there I am, there I'm incompetent again. Versus if you can create a middle space, you can begin to have a little bit of consistency and stability in how you see yourself. And then there's room for mistakes and they don't have to mean so much about you. And this actually brings me to thought error number two, which I see so much with the women that I get to interact with and the women that I support as my clients. And this is one that I did so much in my career when I was working through my confidence issues. So this thought error is when you, maybe you've made it past the first one where you're like, okay, I get that it's like not this black and white world where you're either competent or incompetent. And I get that like there's this middle ground and just because I have things that I struggle with doesn't mean I'm automatically incompetent. Okay, so once you get there, and once you're like, okay, you can't just like split the world into two buckets, that doesn't make sense. It's so much more complicated than that. The next thing that inevitably tends to happen is you say, okay, like maybe I'm somewhere in the middle, maybe there's a gray area, but then your brain gets really, really fixated on your flaws. So the way that I think about it is most people are good at like, 70 to 90% of things, and then they're less good at like 10 to 30% of things. No one is good at 100% of things. So you have a small percentage of things in your role that you are not good at, which is normal because literally everyone has that. Even people who are really confident have areas that they're not as good at. It's just how we work. There is no one who is good at everything. And what can happen as you expand your definition of competence and say like, okay, maybe I can be a little bit flawed and I can be a little bit perfect and that doesn't automatically mean I'm incompetent. What tends to happen then is your brain says, but wait, there's this 10 to 30% of my job that I'm not quite as good at and all it can do is fixate on the 10 to 30% and it like cannot get off of that. It is obsessed and you are spending all of your time and your brain space thinking about the 10 to 30%. You're spending 100% of your brain and your emotions and your energy thinking of the 10 to 30%. And then the 70 to 90% of things that you're really good at they are slipping through your mind like sand slipping through a graded filter. I just want you to imagine trying to catch sand with a net. That's what your mind is doing with the 70 to 90% of things that you are good at. So all of your energy goes into thinking about and fixing and hiding and concealing the 10 to 30% rather Rather than spending your energy saying, oh my gosh, my brain treats the 20% as if it's 100%, I need to spend my energy teaching my brain that the 10 to 30% or let's call it 20% for simplicity, I need to spend my time and energy teaching my brain that the 20% is 20% because right now my brain thinks 20% equals 100%. So my brain is spending all of my energy focusing on the one thing that's hard for me, which is making me emotionally feel incompetent, 
even though I know intellectually that you can be competent and have some flaws, because my brain is blowing up the magnitude of my flaws, I still feel incompetent. And this is such a big thing that comes up in my coaching work. I'm constantly talking about this. I'm constantly harping on this. The solution to confidence, the solution to imposter syndrome, the solution to feeling good about yourself and your job is not to take the 10 to 30% that you're bad at and eliminate it. The solution is to teach your brain that it's only 10 to 30% and it's not 100%. And this is why people get so stuck consuming information and trying to improve their skills and trying to get better and just feeling like still it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough because you're doing the wrong thing. Instead of teaching your brain how to see yourself accurately and how to process your competence accurately and how to not leap from I'm bad at 20% of things so I'm 100% bad at my job. Instead of teaching your brain how to do that, you're effectively saying, yeah, brain, you're right. Oh my God, this is a really big problem. Oh my gosh, I'm not good at these things. We need to fix them. And then your brain's like, yeah, yeah, we need to fix them. We need to fix them. And it blows up and it gets bigger and bigger. But your brain is never, it is never going to be like, oh, good, you fixed it. Now now I'm not going to fixate on that anymore. Thank you so much for listening to that podcast. Thank you so much for learning those communication skills. Thank you so much for filling in all the gaps. Now you're at 100% and you're competent. Your brain is never going to say that. I absolutely guarantee it. The minute you try to close that gap, and make it smaller, your brain's just going to find the next thing that you need to get better at, the next problem, the next inadequacy. That is why the solution here, again, isn't to close the gap and become perfect at everything, but to show your mind that being bad at 20% doesn't make me 100% bad at my job. So this is equivalent to like, if let's say you rent a super fancy Airbnb or a super fancy hotel for a luxury vacation, and it's gorgeous and you get there and you love it and there's like one little stain on the carpet and you spend your entire vacation obsessing about this stain. Now, was there a stain on the carpet? Yes. Was this beautiful room or Airbnb that you rented not as flawless as you thought it would be? Okay, maybe yes. But also, can you still enjoy your vacation? Can you still take a bath in the tub and put on the fluffy robe and enjoy the balcony and and enjoy the view? Of course, you can do all those things. But if you're just sitting there in the corner of the hotel room being like, there's a stain, there's a stain, there's a stain, then you're not going to have a very good time on that trip. And this is the same thing that happens when you allow your brain to blow up your flaws and take the 20% of things that are hard for you and create 100% out of it, right? Instead of you being aware of what you're good at and leaning on that and bringing that to the surface and showing up super powerfully like the badass female leader that you are, you're sitting there in your head trapped in the story of incompetence, just like you'd be sitting in that hotel room pointing to the stain, staring at the stain in the carpet and not enjoying all the things that the hotel has to offer, right? So for you, it'd be not contributing all of your talents because your energy is so consumed with what's not good and what is wrong. And here's the thing. This doesn't mean that you can't get better at the things that are hard for you, right? And it doesn't mean that you can't close your gaps and learn communication skills. It just means that if you want to work on addressing that deep, nagging sense of incompetence, building that skill 
is probably not going to fix that problem because that problem, that feeling of incompetence isn't coming from your actual incompetence. It's coming from the weird ass things that your brain does to maintain some of your old belief systems and some of the old ways that you think about yourself. And so this one is so, so, so important. If you can get to a place where you can hold in your mind that you only need to be good at 70 to 90% of your job to crush it and have your dream career and have everything you want and speak up in the meeting room and go for the promotion and build and do the things that are important to you in your career, if you can hold that all of that is possible, even if you totally suck at A, B, and C, you will make so much more progress than if you decide you need to fix A, B, and C before you can have those things. It is just wild how much we think we need the extra skill. We think that we need that next thing when really what we need to do is the inner work, the mindset work, the confidence work to learn how to see ourselves differently. And when I say see ourselves differently, I mean see ourselves accurately as we actually are because all of this stuff on competence is not like I said designed to help you grow your competence it's designed to help you see what your actual competence is which can be so hard for you to see objectively okay that was the second thought error this third one is more of a limiting belief this is one of my favorites I get so excited about this it's just so important for me and it's so foundational to like what it means for me personally to be a coach, but the the third limiting belief or thought error that keeps your sense of incompetence perpetuating is thinking of competence as something that is fixed or unchangeable. And this is one that I see a lot. And this is where you have this sense that even if you learn a skill or try a thing or go out and try to better yourself, there's just something inherently wrong with you. Like there's just a problem with you and it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you try. That hole is just never going to be filled because you aren't good enough. You're not smart enough. You're inadequate. And you really think about yourself as having like this inherent problem or this inherent thing that is just going to keep you from growing and evolving. And when you have this belief, it keeps you from taking your own growth seriously. It keeps you from engaging in your own evolution in a meaningful way. This can happen a lot when you're listening to the podcast, right? If you're thinking that truly there's just something in you that's broken and defective and different and not good, then you don't take in what I'm sharing with the same richness. Like you don't take it in like, you know, when you water a plant and the plant is really thirsty and just like, like sucks the water in. You're not going to take in what I'm saying in that way if you're holding on to this sense that like there's something about you that makes your competent fixed. Like you you have some inherent thing where no matter what you do, you're always just going to be less than other people. And what happens is that belief is like really um, destructive and really sneaky because it tends to perpetuate itself and it tends to cause you to not take risks, to not take your growth um, super seriously or super meaningfully, even if that's on a subconscious level, even if you're not aware of it. 
it causes you to overly notice all the times when you're backsliding and to not notice all the times when you're making progress because you're constantly coming back to this frame of reference that like it's just not it's not going to work for you and so because of that it proves itself true you think that you're stuck you think something's wrong you think that this doesn't apply to you and so you give up faster you don't engage as deeply you don't stick with it as long you don't take as many risks and so then the growth doesn't happen and the change doesn't happen and you never have that sense of like oh i can do this too maybe this is for me and then the the worst thing of all happens which is that this faulty belief that you have that you're you can't change and your competence is fixed it just must be true because that's the evidence that you're seeing and that's the evidence that you're generating. And what is so important for me to share with you is that the ability to grow and change is a human ability. There's no such thing as someone who's worse than everyone else. There's there's definitely a such thing as feeling that way, right? That's a worthiness issue. But there's no such thing as someone who is actually that way. And there's no such thing as someone who wants to grow and evolve and change and can't grow and evolve and change. And I speak to this not just from my own personal experience of being really pessimistic and thinking that like, you know, I was stuck forever and that any sort of tip or advice or coaching or mentorship is just not going to work for me because I was so broken. I come from not only that perspective, but seeing this over and over and over again with my clients. And I'm able to really be there with them in that feeling of like, it can't possibly be because I know what that feeling is like. But I also know that you can slowly thaw and wiggle out of it and that it is not a permanent state if you're willing to give it time and if you're willing to take it just one step at a time. And so those are the three thought errors, limiting beliefs that can make your sense of incompetence feel very intense and unshakable. The first one is black and white thinking, thinking you're either competent or incompetent and there's nothing in between. The second one is treating the 20% of things that you're not good at as 100% of who you are. Oh my gosh, this one is so common, so common. And the third one is thinking of competence as fixed or thinking of yourself as someone who no matter what you do is never going to achieve the confidence and the growth and the change and the outcomes that you want. And just believing that the way that you feel, the way that your competence is, how you think about yourself, none of that stuff can change. And I know that these things can be really heavy and they kind of anchor down your confidence, but it's so important to identify them because the only thing worse than like a limiting belief or a thought error is one that you're holding that you're not aware of that is impacting your entire career. And as soon as you identify these, you can forgive yourself for holding these beliefs. You can hold yourself with love and compassion for how hard it is to be human, for how hard it is to be in the working world, for all the things that feel scary and all the pressure that you feel. You can be super compassionate to yourself around the fact that you have a human brain that's often wired for negativity and that that can be really, really hard. And you can be your own super kind, super encouraging, super empowering cheerleader who says to yourself, 
look, I know these ugly limiting beliefs and thought errors are living in your mind and making things really hard, but I believe in you. And I believe that now that you're aware of them, you are going to be able to see them playing out in your day-to-day job and in your career and in meetings. And you're going to be able to slowly but surely break out of them. And I know that that's possible for you because I've watched woman after woman do it even those who thought that they couldn't, even those who are really stuck and really skeptical. And it's possible for you as long as you're willing to stick with it and be gritty and have a lot of heart and allow your process to unfold in whatever way it is meant to look for you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And if you want to go deeper into my work, like I mentioned at the beginning, definitely check out my free resources page on my website where you can grab my free assertiveness ebook and my free video course on executive communication. And if you want to go deeper into the work that you're doing and you're ready to work out some of these mindset issues that are holding you back in your career, this is what I do in my one-on-one coaching work. It is so important when you're growing your confidence and finding your voice in meetings to identify some of the negative beliefs and limiting beliefs that you're holding onto so that you can slowly unwind them one by one. And that is what I support you in doing in my one-on-one coaching work because truly your inner world, your mindset is at the center of everything. It is so important and so powerful. And as you begin to shift out of seeing yourself in this negative and distorted and inaccurate way, You will feel stronger, you will feel bolder, you will feel lighter, and the way that you act and feel and the results that you get in your job will completely change. That is my hope for you. And if you want to partner with me in making that happen, you can head to my coaching website, justguzzitcoaching.com slash coaching to learn more. I hope you're having an amazing day. This was a fun one to record. I have so much to say on this. It's so important to me. I hope you can pull one nugget of this and just take it with you into your week. And I am sending you so much love, so much encouragement, so much support. And I will catch you for next week's episode. Bye.